is for anything. B for baby blue. C is classy clams and clogs. D for doggy doo. That's two. E is easy. F for flange. G for gallon. H for ham. I for idiot. You're an idiot. I'm an idiot. Jerry. K is kooky. L for lads. R for ladies. Lads, lads, lads. M for mummy. N for knock knock. Who's there? for ugly, V for Venus, W for W, X is hard to comprehend, why can't I just reach the end? Z for zebra, zinc and zany, baglioni, zip, zucchini, zoom and zoom and zippelin too, the alphabet is really cool. S for, S for, S for, S for, S for. Okay. Okay. Well, well, wheel. <laughs> Welcome to Viagra. I really know nothing about it except for the famous thing that it's famous for so I'm very intrigued to hear that sounds like I don't know what it's famous for (laughs) yeah what is that Jenny do you know what a penis is yes (laughs) I do actually (laughs) yeah so the little blue pill yes Mm. well it's a pretty successful little blue pill it um, gets about two billion dollars Worldwide wow. for Pfizer every year. Oh, it's Pfizer, is <gasps> Pfizer. it? We all know. Pfizer. We all know Pfizer. We do, we do, we do. And um, there's a lot of Viagra flying around, Viagra. But yeah, so basically, since its launch as a prescription in 1998, which is when it was kicked off, 40 million men around the globe have used Viagra at least once. Also, Italy, they bloody love it. In mm. Italy, it is um, bought at a rate of about uh, 12 pills per minute. Well. <gasps> That's passionante. Yes. Presumably only amongst the ageing population or? Well, it's, it's actually marketed more towards your sort of like 40-year-olds. That midlife dip. It's not necessarily when you're... That midlife dick. You're not... <laughs> yes. When you're... Maybe not when the old penis. <laughs> I can't even say it. You didn't enjoy saying that at all. Let's get penis. comfortable with that word. Penis, yeah. Penis, penis, penis. Everyone go around and say it once. Penis, penis, penis. I okay. feel I emphasize the I too much. Be nice. There's no I in penis. <laughs> oh, be nice. There is an I in penis. <laughs> <laughs> there's also an is in penis. <laughs> and there's also a pen. Yeah. <laughs> but um, wait, what was I saying? Oh, and no, yes. Italy. So it's not, no, not Italy. Oh. It's, it's, it's marketed more towards like, 40 plus guys and it's not necessarily when you've got full loss of elezioni but like, I think people want to feel rock hard it's I, I do feel I don't know much about Viagra whatsoever but the only time it <laughs> kind of pops up is I oh. was surprised when they made it legal here or over, yeah, it was over available the over the counter it a few is available over the counter years yeah. ago and then suddenly it's quite surprising at how mm. often you see it just in the window of boots yes also I feel like the over the counter move was maybe something to do with the patents running out oh. it coincided with that and I think basically it was going to get blown wide open as right. a uh, marketplace for mm. erectile dysfunction medications mm-hmm and um, that might have something to do with it suddenly being much easier to come by. Hello. Very lovely choice of words. <laughs> mm, hoi hoi. So it was actually an accident the way they made it. They were they were trying to make a heart medication for oh, angina. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it for women? Isn't no. It? Hang on, something's ringing bells that... It's Christmas. It's something to do with... There was something <laughs> no, it's was, not. Happy no. New Year! Happy New Year! 
Yeah. It's New Year. It's 2024. Can you believe it? I can't. Oh, New Year's Eve was fun. I can't fun. and I won't. New Year's Eve was fun. Imagine if one of us died on New Year's Eve. I know. Oh, that's God. exactly what I thought. I guess boys, we wouldn't boys, put the episode boys, out. Boys, Sorry. Derailed. No, but I remember reading something about sexism in medicine. Yes. And how... So it was something to do they were looking into yeah it was heart attacks but i think it was specifically a heart heart medication for women because women have different types of heart attacks to men or the symptoms manifest themselves differently and then it ended up being viagra which is a pill for men i didn't read you didn't read that about anywhere. anything right, to do with it being women specific heart problems it was just for heart problems okay but what's interesting with the old woman man thing is that they did try and develop a pill for sexual dysfunction for women, but it was too complex. Well, we don't have any sexual dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> we Red don't so much struggle with... Um, we just get drier as we get older. Well, it's we? drier, it's loss of libido, lack of orgasms, things like that. Oh, so lack of a, orgasms. There's a, big, there's a big... It's much more complex, basically, and they decided, oh, fuck, we actually can't work out how to scientifically fix this with a pill. For so, the ladies? yeah. They so, wouldn't bother, would they? This, they wouldn't bother. They wouldn't bother. But yeah, so they were just trying to make... It was um, to treat hypertension and angina. Also, Viagra is a brand name, by the way. It's uh, The active thing in it is called Sildenafil. <laughs> Sildenafil? Sildenafil. Yeah, Sildenafil. And basically, because it's, it's a vasodilator, so it's opening up your blood vessels and to help with heart problems. And they still use it for pulmonary hypertension. But whilst they were testing it on humans for the first time, they realised that, my golly, good gosh, he's got a big old boner. Um, Isn't it funny? Is it because it's sending blood to all of your extremities and your penis is the only place where you're really going to notice it? No. So basically, it doesn't increase libido, right, which is a common misconception. So what it is is when a guy has a boner, all the signals in the brain... If you, even you recall from orgasms. Um, oh, yes, fondly. Yes, it, it, it tells your body to put all the blood to your dick. Mm-hmm. So when that's happening, if you if you have a vasodilation sort of situation, then that's going to be heading that way with a plum. But women sometimes take it too, don't they? They do, and there's nothing scientifically that says that it technically does anything. But I do have some info on that. Basically... It does increase the blood flow. Obviously, when a woman gets aroused, again, as we heard in orgasms, the blood flow does go to your fanny, your vulva, <laughs> your big old clit. And, um, <laughs> basically, your big old clit, get out! Clit and stay out! <laughs> so that still happens, again, on a, with, you know, a slightly elevated level. There's a lot of blood flapping around. Um, and it also increases lubrication. Oh, it does. And I don't know how... So that it does. happens. So they don't need to invent something for ladies if it does increase but, lubrication. Yeah, but then <laughs> they're not saying that any of this is founded in like medical thingies. This it's is, just like anecdotal evidence. Yeah, yeah. Well, they hang on, but they did do a study. Oh, it's quite good at combating antidepressants that cause loss of libido. Apparently Viagra is quite good at combating that to get people connecting with their fanitas a bit more. Libby Hibbick in the mall. But um, but they every time I read something, it was like, but there's like inconsistent evidence for both. Uh, Pish posh. Quite boring. Uh, what, for the women? For the women, yeah. Yeah, because they don't fucking look into it. They don't do anything about women. Oh, touched a nerve. 
touched a big and gorge. That's my clit. <laughs> oh, Touch it. The word clit. Yeah, it's not. It's must not. be. I was aware of that earlier when we were sending. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sexy poetry <laughs> when you said in our group t- chat earlier is there anything particular you want to know about Viagra yeah. and I was going to say how does it affect the clitoris and initially wrote clit and I thought what a horrible word Yeah, I don't want to put put that in this group it sounds like the noise <laughs> of scissors opening and shutting yeah clit, clit, clit. or yeah. like I, I only imagine a teenage boy saying it uh, clit. Yeah, it's not a good one. Anyway, clits aside. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to the old, it's going to be mainly quite penis focused. Thank God for that. Um, penis. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange word. It's they're, they're all terrible words, actually. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So also, so before, before Viagra came on the scene in 1998, there were some other treatments for ED, erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And that was like a, pe- a penis pump, which you can still, you can buy it. Okay, I Googled penis pumps. You can buy one from Tesco's wow. for 25 smackers. I've heard of them How for sure. do they work? Is it similar to a breast pump? Oh, how does a breast pump work? Oh, well, how does a penis pump work? <laughs> <laughs> you put, it's like a cylinder that you put over your penis and you pump it so that it sucks the air, like a vacuum, which pulls all the blood to the uh... to the dick and then makes it, Engorged. That oh, makes sense. Yeah, but it's not very sexy. That's no, not sexy. it happens in Sex in the City, doesn't it? I feel like Samantha yeah. sleeps with someone who starts pumping his penis. No, it wasn't Samantha. It's new Samantha. Oh, yeah, Seema. Yeah, and just like that. Seema. But that does make pump. sense, I suppose. That kind of suction <laughs> action. <laughs> yeah, because if you think of when you used to put. <laughs> Did we? People used to put like pen lids and stuff on their lips. At school, yeah, and then they'd take them off, and they'd they'd like full of blood, swollen like a yeah. hickey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm, exactly. No, yeah, it, the penis pump does work, but it, I think it's a little. It's not a not very sexy, and b it's not very sexy. It's quite. I think it's quite short term. I think yeah. these Viagra and Viagra adjacent adjacent pills <laughs> last a lot longer. I suppose the idea with the penis pump is <laughs> uh, <laughs> pumpies. Oh you, no. You penis pump. You pump your penis, and then you pump your penis. You pump your penis. Your penis is ready for entering. Your penis is pumped. Entering whatever it wants to enter, and once inside, it goes. Oh, this is actually very pleasant. I will stay hard. Well, no, <laughs> no. I don't know a lot about ED. It's like the point is you on your own. It's nothing to do with like if I'm really aroused now, it will be harder. You have to help it. Yes. So once the penis pump, the penis pump is allowing you to have sex mm-hmm. in, in this case. Yeah, but Gina's saying that once you're up and you're having a nice time, that then it would you don't stay need harder. To pump again. But I don't, I think that it's not, it's not like linked to the level of arousal. Okay, that right. makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. that makes sense. Because, yeah, obviously, like, it just otherwise needs, it needs a helping hand. Dysfunction wouldn't be a problem because it would just be about finding a way to be aroused and, and just get it to yeah. a point and then you'd be fine I'm yeah, sure like yeah. maybe, maybe like younger younger people there's there's obviously there's a you know it's a gentle decline so there's there's a whole sliding scale here of <laughs> erectile dysfunction so for the more hardcore that would be applicable <laughs> well I mean softcore really oh also they came up with the name before they even had the bloody drug really yeah and it's a um, 
They're combining Vitality and Niagara. Oh, why Niagara? Well, it's like a waterfall. Niagara it. Falls. Well, it's not Niagara. It just says Niagara. I, but but what else is Niagara? Yeah, I don't like that at all. I, I think that's more appropriate for the ladies, isn't it? It's true, yeah. but I guess you, there is some. Or maybe spray. Maybe it should have been like no. Vale's Rock instead of Vital <laughs> Quite long. Vale's Rock. Not got the same ring to it, really. I think it's got plenty of ring. Vale's, Vale's Rock. rock. <laughs> I suppose it's not that different from Viagra. <laughs> this, I think the two words is what I'm struggling to deal with here. Okay, what oh, about I'll just Vanyan? Pop, I'll pop a, Vanyan is great. Wait, but what? Because what, what, of Canyon? The Grand Canyon. I oh, know, but that's more yeah, women but that's again. That's true. No, you wouldn't Vountain. want the Canyon. <laughs> Vountain's good. But you, I suppose so, yeah. Anyway. Viagra is pretty strong, actually. Even though it doesn't oh, make sense. It's gone full circle. <laughs> <laughs> pretty strong. Um, sweaty paws on that leather again. Excuse me. <laughs> Control Jesus herself. Trying to get herself around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not trying. <laughs> um, okay, so it's it's the most counterfeited drug in the world. Really? Wow. Yeah. That tells you something, doesn't it? Mm. Um, in fact, Pfizer has its own security team that works with law enforcement to try and stop the manufacturing and distribution of fake erectile dysfunction drugs. Are there any other erectile dysfunction drugs that are allowed? Yes. There's loads. So, because Viagra is just the brand. Okay. So um, but they they, ha- they had the patents on the certain. It's a cert- there's a some kind of something inhibitor that stops a certain thing happening that means that it conveys their delight properly. But I can't remember the numbers and letters that were in the thing. I believe you. I believe Thanks. you. Thanks. But they found so in fake Viagra pills. Here's a little list of stuff that they found in them before. So watch out, Uh-oh. everyone. Uh, blue printer ink. That's nice. Mm. Speed. <laughs> Oh my god! My favorite. Yeah, Gina loves speed. There's an antibiotic called metronidazole, uh, which can cause um, vomiting and diarrhea. Oh, drywall, drywall. Yeah, drywall and other binding agents. What and other crafting activities? Is drywall crafting or building? It's building. building. <laughs> it's building. What is drywall? Which wall do you think we're yeah. talking about? Anal wall. What? <laughs> drywall. <laughs> What do you mean, what anal you mean? wall? Oh, sorry, I got really confused for a second and I forgot you were saying ingredients and I thought you meant side effects. No, no. <laughs> we, can... <laughs> we can cut that out. No, we fucking won't. Anal wall. Dry anal wall. What on earth goes through your brain? I've just told you. Yeah, true. <laughs> Oh, good lord I don't know I, that happened very seamlessly I knew you were talking about ingredients and then it was just anal walls anal walls well actually speaking of side effects that brings us on to side effects dry anal walls <laughs> <laughs> no them kind of boring headaches classic feeling a bit sick fl- uh, flushing in your face that's hot that's just for I get all three of those from sex That's anyway. Good. <laughs> but I think it's more, um, even more so because all your blood vessels are all vasodilating. Exactly, they're going absolutely hog wild. Indigestion and a stuffy nose. Yes. Oh. Tick 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 for you. Uh, feeling dizzy. Tick. <laughs> now what about this one? A blue green tint in the vision. Tick. Then it can cause sort of like temporary blindness. Is that because oh of the God. blue printer ink in the pills? Well, no, if they're this fake, is real, these are for the real ones. Oh, so that's the real deal. Yeah, if you take a lot of them. And I think particularly if you're younger and you don't actually need to be taking them, it seems that you're a little bit more at risk of 
feeling poopulala. Why would you take them if you if you don't need them? For a very, very long erection. Okay, yeah. yeah. Not like in length, as in <laughs> <laughs> Pinocchio. Like a magician pulling something from under his sleeve. <laughs> or her sleeve. <laughs> yes, indeed, or her sleeve. Thank you, Jelly. <laughs> also, you can lead to, you don't actually want a prolonged erection for longer than, I think, four hours is the absolute. Like, Oof. then it starts to become a problem. I mean, I'd say it's a problem much sooner than that. But as in, but it, it can lead painful, to per- right? permanent erectile oh. dysfunction because it damages the shaft and you have to have it drained. Ew! And it's called priapism. What? Like pre- King Priapus. Yes, exactly. I knew you'd know that, you little Greek wizard. <laughs> <laughs> or witch. Or witch. <laughs> Why did he have a constant erection? Yes. He's like the king of the cock. King of fertility, oh, amongst really? other okay. things, and he has a constant gigantic boner. Quite scary, actually. Some of the pickies. Terrifying. I mean, not photos. You know, mosaics. <laughs> Some of those photographs of him. Terrifying, terrifying mosaics. Um, and the term viagravation has been used to describe erections lasting for many more hours than wanted. So with Viagra, <laughs> yes. it takes about thir- about 30 to 60 minutes, generally, if you're of an older to get age. it up to get it up um, and then it lasts for about four to five hours that's, but that's oh, max no. I think but I think that would be without there were a lot of conflicting reports it is much reports. too long it is much <laughs> too long but I think I, that, I think that's like, oh, like I think it's more realistically it's more like two hours again like very long but you know it's the price you pay much too long that, even much that feels too long. long I guess the idea Let's is see. you're probably going to plan for a time where you're going to bang and then probably go to sleep so then it will just go down by the morning. Like, I don't I think don't, anyone I, would, like, pop a fire and, and then have sex and then be like, now nah, I'm going out to party. Yeah. I think yeah. they're probably or a party. good idea at an orgy. Yeah. Yeah, where you're having multiple... things. SP, multiple sexual partners. partners. Yeah, and if you're going for hours and hours, you're up all night. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> I have mum, should, I swear. Maybe that should She's be listening. our Christmas party. <laughs> pop a little... Pop a little V. Imagine if we all went to a sex party together. What, in like tiny little negligees? Hang on, we skipped over. When I was talking, we went so hard in on the penis pump chat. Sorry. I didn't tell you a few of the other things I used to do, which are quite intense. Whisper to it. Uh, probably. They did injections directly into the penis, which were exactly to soften the smooth muscle, but therefore to allow blood to access the penis more freely. I don't like that. Horrible. No, but wait for this. Electric shocks. Oh. They would put um, conductors up your anus and down, no. and down your um, down, <laughs> no. your, down your urethra Who's and, and shock you for an erection. Who's there? Your partner? No, no. This was it. Like like doctors back in like oh. eighteen twenty one. But what were you meant oh. to do with that? That was to kind of reanimate the penis. So when it was going through a period of sadness, because they thought it was all in your brain as well. So then you leave the hospital. I presume not erect, having. No, given an erection. that wouldn't the, the electric shock. Did, I don't think gave anyone an erection. They just <laughs> oh, decided yeah, it was a good idea. Well, they love make... to electric shock everything. Yeah, it's just bring me back to life. Does make <laughs> clear. <laughs> <laughs> We're losing him. Charge to two fifty. And then his penis flies off. Yeah. <laughs> they also used to do, um, put a radium radium suppository up your bum. Christ! Which, when was that? Again, I'm thinking, I'm guessing mid-1800s. Yeah, I'm th- that sounds pretty Victorian. They loved radium around then. So yeah, that's crazy, crazy times. Um, 
But I just want to end on one fact, um, is which is that you can use Viagra to keep your flowers more erect. Oh, that is oh. lovely. Yeah, so you, you bet you like that, Gina. I love it. <laughs> she bloody does. <laughs> You can, um, yeah, if you pop it, <laughs> pop it, grind up and pop it in your flat, in your vase. Yes. Your flowers will stay nice and stiff for a much longer time. That's fantastic. They and do it in like flower shops and stuff. Do they wow. really? Yeah. Because I'm yeah. sure, actually, no, I'm not sure at all. I was going to say, I bet that's cheaper than those little sachets, but the sachets always come for free anyway if you do buy a bunch it's of It's probably just Viagra. That's true. It's not for me, it's for the daisies. Now, this might not be as fun as Marika's section, but we'll just get through it. Um, <laughs> that's no, not the attitude. That is not the attitude. No, it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you were watching Twilight just the other night. I was. So you're quite well versed on vampires at the moment. Not really. The cold one. The cold ones, yeah. Although they... Oh, I was thinking about this. But when they go into the light, they it's more to do with the fact that they're, they look too beautiful, right? They start like twinkling and looking like diamonds. Yeah. Well, Bella in, thinks he's beautiful. In Twilight. Yeah. Yeah, they're sort of um, sparkly. But they can <laughs> go in the sunlight. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it mean. gives them away. Rich. Oh, it gives them away. Because they look too sexy. Yeah. It's yeah. not that they look, it's like their skin is actually um, like, like spark, like shining. Okay. In a way that you'd, if you looked at them, you'd be like, the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because that's contrary to. to what they've done there is they've done a done a twist on the oh. on what people normally associate with happening with vampires. But when I say vampire, what do you think of Mona? Yeah, fangs. Show us your fangs. I also think of the hairline. Come to think of it, you don't often see many tubby vampires. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> they've not been represented. <laughs> That's that is underrepresentation. I bet there are some. I do you reckon it's because they're really old and they've had loads of time to like get fit. Yeah, yeah. No. I feel like vampires. I mean, obviously they're portrayed differently in the various popular books and shows and stuff that they've we we know them from. But they kind of they're a little bit too cool for school, and I think that they wouldn't like to be seen as having sort of there she goes too voracious an appetite. They well, but you know they do have a voracious they do appetite, they want they, they want that only. human blood but then they're going to have it and then they're just going to lope back into the shadows. Mm. I don't know if I think of them as being too cool for school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the Cullens go to school. Yeah, many, and admittedly, many times over. They're actually too lame for school. Yeah. Why and would, incestuous. I'm sorry but you wouldn't just keep going to school. No, it's insane. It's insane. It's Met new friends. It's horrible. I guess so much. No, but you'd learn the same thing. It's difficult to live in a town and be known as being a teenager. It's difficult to live somewhere and not try to fit in in a way. Yeah, it definitely is. But I, I, I would have thought that people might have begun to notice well, as Edward Cullen does his A levels for the fifty seventh time. You may remember there's a town. bit in I think in the beginning of the second film where. The Cullens do move out, and he goes, "We've we've graduated too many times. Oh. People, people, people have started noticing that. Uh, for, what's his Carlisle, the the father figure of the Cullens is hasn't aged at all, and so they move. Okay, fair. Well, yeah. I take it back. I wonder what's so bad about dying. We'll find out. Mm. Oof, that's a bit scary. 
Happy New Year! Happy New Year! God, it's going to be so dark if something bad happens. Yeah, it is. Or like the whole balloon, the balloon goes up. The whole world is yeah. Okay. Oh, well, then this <clears throat> won't be coming out. I think it will. <laughs> I think we should schedule release it. We I can imagine a, um, crabs crawling through a radio in a desert and it's just us, us coming going, Happy out. New Year! A time capsule. Talking about Viagra. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, okay. So we've said some of the things that you do tend to associate with vampires. Yeah. You've got your subsisting on blood, drinking blood, appetite for blood. <laughs> just love the use of subsisting on blood. <laughs> <laughs> you've got sunlight which we did mention but i'll come back to you've got age yeah and pete you know what people say about them is that they are the best known classic monsters of all <laughs> oh is it is that, is, what that, say? is that true what people cosmo <laughs> no it was actually like vampire weekly or something <laughs> um the best known classic monster of all yeah now are there any uh Mentions of vampires in, say, ancient Mesopotamia. <laughs> no, but they do go back quite. A, but what what else is what other mo- ghoulies are there men- mentions of in ancient Mesopotamia? I don't know about Mesopotamia. Um, if you remember, I'm Minoan. I'm from Crete. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know when the oldest record of a vampire mention is. But we've well, got gonna, things like I'm the Minotaur. Yeah. Okay. Greece. Yeah, that's true. But but the the first known reference. So vampires appeared in written form, so that people might have been talking about them before this, but in 1047... Oh, that's later than I thought. <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, oh, that's very oh. early. Yeah, but written, written, written. Oh, yeah. So people are chatting about them, I reckon. Okay. Before that. Because they, they just can't write. And it's written in Old Russian. Um, so most people associate vampires with Count Dracula. That's he, That was like the real big moment where vampires really got there that was their Kate Moss in Hunter Wellies moment you know <laughs> or their I don't know Beyonce Knowles in, in Ugg Ugg boots, boots. <laughs> with a little ham sandwich no <laughs> who was that Bella, you're mixing Bella your references <laughs> sorry Bella yes and and <laughs> pardon me <laughs> Dracula is actually based on what people think but this this woman has poo-pooed that but people think that Dracula is based on the story of Vlad the Impaler, right. which I'll come to later on. But um, the idea of them sort of originated in Eastern Europe, Bulgaria, Romania. That's sort of where you're looking. And actually, if we go back as far as the 1300s in Europe, can anyone tell me what was happening in the 1300s in Europe? Mm, I'm going to have a guess. I'm going to say there's some battles. <laughs> more big, more famous. Really big one. Oh, in history. Really big battle in history. Not not battle. Oh, war. No, <laughs> the Dark Ages. Well, I'm looking for what I, the what I was looking for. Plague. There. Thank you, Marika. Top the bubonic marks. plague. Yes, and also more marks if you can tell me how many waves there were. Three. Three. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it was in it was in the 1300s. Well, before they had their sort of mainstream Hunter Welly moment. Okay. In the in the 1300s. <laughs> Vampire superstitions really got going because of uh, villages and towns and cities being absolutely decimated by the plague. Yeah. And it would leave, the plague was, would leave behind like these horrible lesions on your body that looked like, like bleeding mouth marks, teeth marks. Oh. And that was where thought people were like, okay, well, it's obviously vampires then. Cause it's, it's people killing you and sucking your blood. 
Maybe they were like, here's our time to sneak in around this plague. Exactly. I mean, maybe it could have been that. (gasps) The whole thing? No, I think we know that it wasn't. For a long time, your average Joe or Josette on the street (laughs) would would truly believe that the, the plague had been caused and perpetuated by vampires. That was like the... Wow. Which I didn't know. Because they didn't understand how exactly. things spread. Yeah, exactly. And then, in fact, kind of every, for a time after that, after the sort of vampire hysteria had really got going, everyone with any kind of unfamiliar physical or emotional illness became labelled as a vampire. Oh, Christ. It's <laughs> so, like the whole witchy thing. Yeah. But then this is the bit that I think we covered, Gina, in one of your sections, where a lot of uh, the sort of common myths around vampires actually come from real illnesses that have certain side mm. effects. Ooh. So um, scientists have sort of pointed to porphyria. Yes. What's porphyria? Well, it's it's a blood disorder that causes really bad blisters on your skin if you're exposed to sunlight, yeah. which is where the whole thing about them not being able to go out in the sunlight came from. Right. And then also a way of relieving the symptoms of porphyria was drinking blood mm. they they thought but for like relieves relieves the pain of it for a small amount of time um and then other diseases that are have been blamed kind of retrospectively for promoting the vampire myth include rabies that which makes a lot of sense which causes biting and also general sensitivities that lead to hating garlic why sorry side note and you may not have the answer to this why does rabies cause biting and does it consistently do that is it because we can catch it through saliva i think that's why the danger the virus has mutated itself in order to spread itself and it spreads itself by biting so it's literally like a zombie film yeah it's very that gives me more zombie vibes than vampire vibes but i suppose they do bite you too again i'm I don't know how I'll feel by the end of your section, but I still feel vampires have that kind of too cool for school vibe. They're kind of suave. Yeah. Yeah, I don't hate them. Like, zombies, lame. Like, geez, get it together. Come on. Yeah. Put on a suit. Idiot. And get a haircut. But vampires, they're kind of sexy. Chic. (laughs) Yeah, well, and werewolves are cool, but they're more, I'm more scared of them. A bit embarrassing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like their clothes are going to fall off. And then when they turn back, it's going to look a bit funny. Although I do really, I find that the longer, lankier portrayal of a werewolf to be very frightening. What were you mm. thinking about Harry Potter? Lupin in that third Harry Potter is it's very spooky, really scary. Mm. That's yeah, a, that is a really good scary monster. Yeah, it's a very to me. good, good, good werewolf. Much more so than the big shaggy like <laughs> Fenrir. Yeah, although ooh. He's Fenrir Greyback. He's a, a perv. He is a perv. I had a horrible <laughs> nightmare about him. He is a perv. Hey, werewolves would love you. Also, a good oh one. yeah, also really. You good. know who's a massive perv? Who's a vampire? Jelly. <laughs> Yeah. is Edward the, Cullen the guy he's called James in Twilight oh yeah the blonde guy yeah Ooh. I find him so repulsive what was I talking about I've, I've completely lost my place um, rabies oh thank you yeah 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 so rabies causing biting and general sensitivities that could lead to repulsion by light or garlic but I think also garlic was a po- one. porphyria porphyria side yeah. effects as well tuberculosis which causes wasting which is why they're always portrayed as being quite thin. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a bit harsh, though, because you're just coughing. I know, yeah. Pelorgara, a disease that thins the skin. <laughs> Sorry, for my time. <laughs> Pel- Pelagra, I do apologise. Pelagra, like 
Viagra. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, thin skin. Thin skin. So what, sort of look a bit luminous? A bit luminous. And then another one that I read was goitier, which is a lump on the neck yeah. caused by a swollen thyroid. And ah. I thought, what's that got to do with vampires? And I thought maybe that's why they have the very high collars. <laughs> <laughs> but Interesting. I wasn't sure about that one. So a lot of different illnesses that could lead to people. Basically, that's where it, it where all the hysteria, or not hysteria, but that's where all the really common associations that we have with what vampires are or what they don't like mm. comes from. What about the capes? That I'm not so sure on. And the bats. That Well, that comes from Dracula. That comes from the depiction of Count Dracula. Right, yes. I think. Yes, okay. That's still the biggest one. And that that inspired that film Nosferatu. Yes. And they actually tried to sue Bram Stoker, who wrote Dracula. His estate tried to sue the makers of Nosferatu because they said it was too similar to Dracula. But I don't think anything really happened from it. But where does, is just the, the bats, is, what's that about? Is that, is that a Dracula bat or is it... Oh, that's a big thing about it is that they can change into but they they uh, change into bats, but they also can change in 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 like folklore versions of it. They can change into rats ooh, and wolves. Cool. And I, I read pigs at some point as well. So well, why'd you pick a pig? Yeah, of the of the Hard four to of those, get away. But I'd pick a bat. Easily... I'd go wolf, bat, rat, pig. I'd go bat, wolf, rat, pig. <laughs> I'd go yeah. In order, like, wolf, bat, rat, pig. <laughs> Would you? You'd rather be a wolf than a bat. Sorry, no, bat, wolf, rat, pig. Yeah. Mm. I kind of like the idea of being a wolf, though. Would be fun, but I would just love to be able to fly. And I do find bats <laughs> to be very cool. And they're so quick. Yeah, yeah. bats are great. They're really cool. Hippie strell, perhaps. Oh. Barbarello. They all have, like, funny Italian names, don't they? Vampiro, bat, like Giovanni. Yeah. <laughs> Domenico. <Pepe>. <laughs> so then you have... Count Dracula, who it's thought that Bram Stoker based Dracula off of Vlad Draculia, is ah. what's his name, otherwise known as Vlad the Impaler, okay. which I didn't know before doing this. I didn't realise that was what he was based off. And Vlad Draculia, literally spelled Dracula, but with an L-E-A on the end. This is sounding suspiciously like it might be based on him. A little bit fishy. Yeah. He was born in, where do you bloody think? Transylvania. Yes. A little bit batty, I think you mean. Oh. Oh, hello. He ruled a place called Wallachia in Romania. Love the accent. Thank you. But he fought off the Ottoman Empire and he earned his nickname because his favourite way to kill his enemies was to impale them through the heart with a wooden stake. Ah. Which is also where that little number comes from. And I think Mm. that was then how he died. He was killed... By someone because that was his favourite way of killing people. Someone did that to him, but he people thought that he might be a vampire because he enjoyed. <laughs> this is so gross. He enjoyed dining amidst his dying victims and dipping his bread in their blood. Ew! Oh, this is sounding very much like he's the inspiration and a vampire and a vampire. Maybe he they were having a big vampire war. Maybe. Yeah. And that's why he was staking everyone through the heart. But yeah, so that's sort of a brief history Mm -hmm. slash where all the things that you think about vampires really came from. Then there are some good... I've read some good myths about ways to deter them. And one of my favourite ones was that one vampire myth is that vampires are compelled to count things. Have you heard this before? (laughs) So one way to deter them... Count Dracula. Count Dracula. But again, I'm sure I've heard this somewhere. A good way to 
if a vampire comes in the room and another thing is that they can't come in unless they're invited yeah mm. classic so if you invite a vampire into the room and then you realize that you want them to leave you throw like rice or seeds at them something that has quite a high quantity that you can get in a handful <laughs> and they have to count them so, what, you so then escape. you can push them out yeah or you what? can run away what that is isn't that so funny it's I don't know so where not that... scary yeah now one one thing that kept coming up when I was researching this who I have never heard of in my life before but apparently is like one of the most notorious vampires to rival Count Dracula is Mercy Brown Ringing <laughs> <laughs> any bells for you too? No, lies. But un, un, unlike Dracula, Mercy was a real person, and she lived in Rhode Island, and was a daughter of a farmer called George Brown. And after George Brown lost multiple family members, including Mercy, in the late eighteen hundreds to, to tuberculosis, his he he survived. But everyone in the village <laughs> on the island, um, everyone for some reason or another, used Mercy as a scapegoat, Mercy Brown, to explain all their deaths, which is, I don't know why, but the bodies of each dead family member were often ex- ex- were exhumed and searched for signs of vampirism. And when, oh, this is why she's blamed, when Mercy's body was ex- was exhumed, she didn't display really any signs of decay. So everyone was like, okay. But it's not that spooky because her body was placed in an above ground vault during a New England winter. So she was just kept frozen. frozen. But everyone. (laughs) Stupid. Thank you. (laughs) All the townspeople accused of it of being a vampire that had made her family sick from beyond the grave. So to deal with it, they cut out her heart, burnt it, and then fed the ashes to her sick brother. Oh, what? dear. He then died shortly after. What, from ash congestion? Yeah, from eating his ashy sister. Oh, Christ. That's uh, the most vampire thing isn't it? at all. Yeah. That's horrible. I wonder how they fed the ashes to him. In a bun? If it's in like a cake, that's all right. Yeah. Ugh. In some kind of moist sponge. You wouldn't want just not like a spoonful. Or scattered in a burrito. Something Ew. you need a sort of moist surrounding. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> And then the only, the last thing really is real vampires, modern day vampires, which obviously don't exist as all these tales. Not obviously, they might do, but um, there are norm- normal, <laughs> in quotation marks, but that feels a bit mean, <laughs> stupid seeming people who drink small amounts of blood to stay healthy, which we've also touched on. Vampire transfusions. Vampire transfusions. Yes. But this this is different from that. This is people who actually... Drink it. Just drink blood. Mm. Oh. And there are like communities of people online that gather, that they, they all have little internet forums and then they have like conventions <laughs> where they go to hang out with each other. But they, it's a, I, on this article I read about them, it says they typically conduct their feeding rituals, which include drinking the blood of willing donors in private. Oh. Actually, it's so easy to be an ethical vampire these days. <laughs> Because they're not eating Speaking bodies, are they? Though. They just want the blood. Well, maybe yeah. it's better to be to so be drinking like, blood. A good deal with a blood donor centre, or yeah, friends who yeah, have but some. That's also quite fucked up. It is. I'm I've just saying. Said, yeah, I'm not. I'm blood not donating so blood to slurp it. I'm agreed, just saying, agreed. like, it's easy. You could find people that have a kink where they want their blood to be drunk, and you don't have to kill people to be a vampire. Right. Is my point. If it's all about the blood, try possible to live 
an almost normal life as a vampire. You're sounding a little bit suspicious right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the energy I love to see. Really, I'm absolutely here and pumped. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm You're pumped. here and I'm, I'm here and pumped. I'm Viagra pumped. Yeah, I'm penis pumped. Yeah. yeah. I've pumped my uh, penis and my uh, soft muscle is ready to go. Is that what it's smooth muscle? Smooth, yeah. Smooth and soft, I would hope. Mm. Until Until otherwise. Long. <laughs> long. Speaking of hard, long penises, today I will be exploring Victorian beauty. <laughs> That's a good segue there. Um, I started because I, I thought, let's have a look at the Victorians. I don't know loads about them, but gee whiz, there's just so much that they did that it what an interesting period of history. And of course, we may remember from episode K for Kings that Queen Victoria, she came second to Queen Elizabeth's reign in terms of length. Yeah. So it was quite a long period of history. It was nine, 1837 to 1901 was the duration of her reign. So when we talk about Victorian uh, England, those are our dates. Although I guess it kind of bleeds over a little in kind of a vibe after she dies. Perhaps for <laughs> yeah. a bit. I don't know. I mean, I mean, we arguably you could still say we're in a sort of Elizabethan era. I think we are. Uh, yeah, I do. What's Charles done? Because most people, people living know Elizabeth better than they know Charles. Oh yeah, and maybe that maybe that's the definition of what the era is. Yeah, some people are still queuing <laughs> to see her dead body. See that basket of apples. Not Philip and Ahoy. <laughs> no, they are in and out. I would say tucked up in bed, all comfortable, but I doubt. I doubt they are. Um, <laughs> what they're like out on the street. Well, I doubt. You think no. Phil's in prison? They might I be don't... in bed, but they just might be a bit sad. I don't. I just think a bit sad. Yeah. Stressed. No, I think Holly's probably doing coke. The circuits. <laughs> what do you mean doing this? Like on a you know bike? The, the, well, <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas party circuit. Oh, although yeah. it laps. And Happy New Year <laughs> once again. Happy, Happy New Year. Year. Um, but <laughs> it's probably a quiet one for Philip. Anyway, Philip, we're talking about Victoria. Just as a background, <laughs> yeah. because it's such an interesting time of change and development and a lot happened during Victoria's mm. time. Yeah, There's so much, I can't possibly say it all, but a few little choice, choice details that I thought were very interesting. The population of Britain during her reign grew from 16 million to 37 million. Ooh, wow. That's Dub- more, than, almost, more than double. Yeah. Um, we had the introduction of the postage stamp, which was called the Penny Black. School became free for all and was made compulsory. So that's pretty... Pretty big. Darwin's Origin of Species was published, changing a heck of a lot about how we understand the world. And you had the invention of things such as antiseptic and the telephone. Wow, mm. big, big, big moves. Dang. And that's just, that's not even the half of it, but I just wanted to set the scene. This is a very important time. We're developing. A lot is improving. And at the same time... There were things that really were rather quite backwards. And 
that is why I am today talking about Victorian beauty. And I'm focusing mostly on the influence of one particular illness, which Jelly, you've just mentioned, and its effect on beauty standards in Victorian England. Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Tuberculosis, aka consumption. Mm. It was completely rife in Victorian, not just England, in Europe. In the mid-1800s, tuberculosis was very widespread in the UK and in the USA as well. And classic symptoms of this disease were... But it affected the lungs very badly. It would include fevers, night sweats, weight loss, chronic coughing and the spitting of sputum containing blood and the wasting away the the weight loss is why it was known as consumption because it was literally as if you were being consumed. Oh, that's horrible. Between 1851 and 1910 in England and Wales, it killed nearly 4 million people. Wow. Now, they didn't understand... Um, at the time, sorry, I know this sounds like I'm not doing beauty. There was, you'll, you'll understand in a minute. They didn't understand germs at the time. In the late 1800s, someone called, what was his name? Something Cock. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you can't just throw something Cock I think cock his out name there. was something like Robert Cock. Robert um, Cock. Rock he, cock. He discovered germ theory and then they understood that tuberculosis was spreading through germs being passed between people but prior to that they thought it was just something kind of hereditary there I say it <laughs> um, and they thought because of the symptoms of tuberculosis giving people so this wasted away appearance very pale skin glassy eyes those attributes were kind of associated with beautiful women at the time and so they thought that Beautiful women just had some predisposition to having tuberculosis. They really didn't understand that it was something you could just catch yeah. from going out and about. And oh, so they thought you might be, you'd be more likely to get it if you were hot. I don't think they thought you'll get it because you're hot. But if someone was hot, if someone was hot, <laughs> if someone was hot, <laughs> if someone was hot, a hottie, they might look at you and think, "Oh, yeah, you look like you, you've you got those stink of You've got TV. that skinny waist and that that pale skin and those glassy eyes like and satin. and uh, <gasps> flushed. Oh, she dies of consumption. Yeah, is that in Les Mis? In no. Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. Nicole Kidman. Oh, do you know? What? I've never right. seen that film. Oh! <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> Don't worry. It is. Oh, Gina, it's so good. You would love you it. Would love it. I watched Chicago the other day. I thought it was fantastic. Okay, yeah, if you Watch like Chicago, <laughs> you are going to rouge After... your knees and pull your stockings down. <laughs> oh, hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jenny. Um, the point is, tuberculosis had an, uh, an association with beautiful women. And so it became a desired look. It was basically tuberculosis chic was the look that women were going for. And there were... Stupid. Uh, <laughs> stupid. Very stupid. Um, did I mention the sparkling or dilated eyes, the rosy cheeks and the red lips, uh, which which they later came to understand were just uh, signals of a frequent low-grade fever. But at the time, they thought, ooh, gorgeous rosy lips Sexy. she has. <laughs> Sexy sparkling eyes <laughs> glimmering at me from across the bedclothes. <laughs> yes. I'll have what she's having kind of vibes. <laughs> 
Um, so, yes, middle and upper class women were attempting to emulate that consumptive appearance by using makeup to lighten their skin and redden their lips and colour their cheeks pink. That's fascinating. I had no idea about yeah. that. The makeup that they used to achieve this look. Oh, dear. Victorians, so while they, while they, had a, uh, they, they liked this, this consumptive chic appearance, they had a disdain for obvious makeup. They thought it should belong only on sex workers and actresses on the stage. But this meant, of course, women didn't just stop wearing makeup. It meant that they found ways to hide it. So there were back doors in businesses where particularly wealthy women would go and get their makeup and it would come packaged in old medication jars. So people didn't know. But then it's you're still putting it on your face yeah but it's just you know you have it around the home hubby doesn't know so it's like yeah but hubby's gonna oh, see it when you come out with your red lips and your rosy cheeks hubby, hubby, hubby had no clue hubby thinks you've got consumption and therefore are very sexy <laughs> yeah, or he true. just thinks you look like you have consumption and are sexy but it's subtle because pale skin i mean yeah of course i suppose in reality you would notice if your lady went into the bathroom one shade and came out yeah. another. Although mm. men are so... Men are so stupid. Um, <laughs> stupid. stupid. But isn't no, that I classic think... men? They'd rather we had consumption than wore nice makeup. Honestly, the impression I get from everything I read is that this was something fetishised by women more than men. This right. appearance of oh, consumption. Gina. I don't... You I... know how we like to man bash. I'm, I'm joking. We I love men. We I love them, to... Will. <laughs> <laughs> I love to bash all as as much as the next person but I think this is it, as with modern beauty standards they are so driven by women mm, it's, yeah. that it's I think men really don't know what's going on yeah. if you have bushy eyebrows thin eyebrows I think they're just there for the ride I think you'd be surprised I take back what I say immediately I've heard I've heard so many boys say that they don't like it when girls don't wear makeup oh dear yeah and I've had situations where I've put on makeup as like a Oh, yeah, we were talking we were. about this the yeah. other day. And it's the reaction is like, oh, my word. What? As in like, True. oh, my God, Mookie, you're so pretty. Yeah. I don't think you need a... I don't fucking need anything. No. I'm hot to trot. You are. Uh, but and also, I, I think it's great when people like... I could do with a little mascara. <laughs> a little consumption. A little concealer. You <laughs> <laughs> could do with a little consumption, I honey. I could do with a little consumption. <laughs> okay. Onwards and upwards. Um, I think perhaps men did also like these looks but I think women um, were we'll, chasing chasing these standards yeah. as much as the men were we'll bash anyone on this podcast. we'll bash it all when possible we do not discriminate based on gender but I suppose women okay maybe it was obvious that they would have makeup on but they didn't want to have to be seen with their jars and they'd find they'd create secret little um, compartments in their purses that you could have a, a rouge in if someone opened your handbag, you wouldn't necessarily know it was there straight away. So wow. what is something that they would use to make their skin pale? Oh, perhaps it was arsenic wafers. Lovely. Uh, you could nibble on these little wafers and they would help you gain that translucent uh, skin oh, tone. Oh, God. They were marketed as completely harmless. And, of course, Fuck led to arsenic poisoning, resulting in vomiting, destruction of the thyroid function, heart illness and cancer. All of which will make you pale. All of which will make you pale. And death, surely. And dead. And death. <sighs> and death makes you pale. famously pale, yeah. yeah. They didn't just nibble the 
arsenic wafers, they'd also bathe in it for that milky complexion oh, all oh, over their body. Christ. No, this is so unfair. These poor women. And then for those sparkling eyes I've mentioned, oh, no. they would use belladonna drops, Oof. a.k.a. deadly nightshade. Very, very toxic. This would give them the desired glistening eyes. But it also... What was it really doing? Caused blindness. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it, like casseracts? Um, Just causing... Yeah, yeah like when you so when much damage to your eye. Yeah, with prolonged use, it would cause blindness. So, what the fuck? But, but or... hey, for that one night at the ball... Yeah, to be fair, sparkling. if I'm yeah. going to the ball, I'm looking great, I'm getting a girlfriend at the end of the night. If I'm blind in five Not years, in those days. No, I'd be getting a husband. Yeah. Well, that's okay. If he's going to look after me when I'm blind. You might yeah, get a cheeky you might... fumble in the coat room or something. But you know what? I value myself too much to be putting nightshades in my eyes just to find love. I'm so yeah. happy to hear you say that because I was wondering <laughs> perhaps if you were going down a dark path. <laughs> Second on my list, corsets. Ah, mm. the old corsets. But the reason, of course, that they wore these corsets, it it it, it can help shape your body. You can... It's not just that it can give you a small waist. They went through different stages of what was fashionable, what shape was fashionable. Did they have corsets. one that went out? They didn't have one that went out in the middle, but God they had... damn it. <laughs> so in Victorian times, the fashion was a very high bust line. Yeah, So you'd have on a the chin. very, very skinny waist and then your titties would be up at your chin so you could rest your... Drinks. Drinks on them. <laughs> God, imagine. Imagine if we'd been Victorian women. I think I'd be probably suffocated. Yeah. These would be up up in my nozzies. I'd sort of like to try it just to see what it looks like. Shall imagine we? if I walked into work with a corset on. Everyone would... Or just a corset. No knickers. <laughs> a corset and tights. <laughs> like Jules Holland. I think you should try it. But they helped people get this skinny sort of wasting away look around the middle. Eventually, they came under attack as they believed to exacerbate tuberculosis by limiting the movement of the lungs and the circulation of the blood. But they were very, very effective at making... if If you kind of use them incrementally over time, you could make your waist incredibly thin. And there was one example of a woman. Well, as in, like, physiologically changed. Yeah, yeah. So... So there's a woman who wrote into a magazine at the time and she was proud of this and she's saying that she'd gone to a um, a school, a special ladies' school where um, the, the mistress there had a rule that every month you had to lose one inch of your waist size until oh. you were deemed to have reached an agreeable waist size. And this woman said that by the age of 17 when she left, her waist was 13 inches <gasps> Having previously been 23 inches, to put this into context, the waist measurement of an average toddler is about 20 inches. <gasps> How was she walking around? Well, this. Where are her organs? This yeah. is, yeah. Once they x rays were developed, the, the, the technology to x ray was developed, I think, in the late 1800s. And it was only once they started, they x rayed a woman who had been wearing corsets for a prolonged period of time against someone that hadn't and they realised that your organs were completely moving which happens in pregnancy apparently but obviously that's a completely different kettle of fish that's like a natural process comparatively and presumably they resume normal positions once the baby's out I guess so yeah Um, but so they're really really very bad for you but they were considered to be 
incredibly important to a woman's modesty and and kind of morals as well. And and also, did you say how were they walking around? Mm. Well, that's an interesting thing. Like, corsets, wearing them over a long period of time, completely, it made your muscles atrophy. If you didn't wear them, you had you weren't able to support yourself. So when oh, you're wow. wearing a corset, it it's impossible oh. not to sit up straight in a corset. And so they're excellent if you want to look like a very proper lady because you literally cannot slouch in one. But then if you take them off because your body hasn't been used to... Well, you're not using any, using of, your any of your muscles. Mm. Then you just sort of flop. And <gasps> women would complain about if they took their corset off for the day, they'd about feeling very floppy. Oh, that's absolutely... They need some Viagra. They do <laughs> need they some Viagra. Do. And with this corset, you'd, you'd be wearing a long skirt that would be trailing on the ground. As I mentioned a bit earlier, they discovered in the late 1800s um, that tuberculosis was transmitted through germs. And at that point, long skirts were phased out because they started to think that um, trailing skirts were bringing, sweeping up germs off the street and then bringing the disease into the home. Mm. So that's when hemlines got shorter. We're talking like Twiggy? Yeah. <laughs> Straight away. Straight in. Straight in. <laughs> With a mini. The last thing that I wanted to talk about from beauty and I suppose it, beauty and fashion, uh, crinolines, which are the were the um, the kind of hooped petticoats oh, right. that would be worn under the dress to give you that voluminous look in all directions, the kind of what we might call the meringue yeah, yeah. Um, effect. effect. Of a dress, so they were, uh, yeah, a structured petticoat designed to hold out a skirt, um, and they were made of a, a stiff fabric, which I think was apparently originally made of horsehair, which is the word. Is, what's the word for horsehair jelly in French? Something cheval, cheval, cheval. Yeah, it's like crin de cheval or something. Oh. So they're called crinolines. That's where the word comes okay. from. And then you'd have some fabric over that sort of making I don't know imagine tiered hoops and they're all structured together somehow by horsehair and a mixture of cotton and <laughs> other linen so these were the uh the, the yeah, popular way to dress up at the time during the 19th century an estimated 3,000 women were killed by crinoline fires. <gasps> oh. What the fuck? Because their fucking skirts were so massive that they wouldn't know when they were brushing against a candle. And then as soon as they were alight, they were trapped in a huge <gasps> furnace with loads of air underneath. Oh, my God. And... The fabric was very flammable and so you'd have these kind of flaming women. Um, it happened to <laughs> <laughs> apparently a couple of ballerinas oh. where they went near lights backstage and then appeared, burst out onto the stage, um, you know, well on fire. Couldn't someone just smother them? Oscar Wilde's half-sisters um, attended a Halloween party in 1871 and one of their crinolines caught fire and uh, her sister tried to save her and also caught fire and they both died. Wow. Oh! And then um, the Archduchess Mathilde of Austria died 
died in 1867 trying to hide a cigarette behind her back while wearing a crinoline. I mean, talk about hiding bad habits. Um, so so she went up in a puff did she quite dangerous mm. all of them but is it so different to what we do now yeah well h- hang on a minute we do loads of crazy shit now not so, we but what like putting po- poison directly into our eyeballs and on our skin and setting ourselves on fire no so not quite <laughs> as serious as that but I do well, think when you put it like that <laughs> I think that there are still things which are common to do that we will look back on with similar what are you thinking shock okay I know this is pretty passe now but you will still get people do this putting oil on your skin in the sun yeah right. yeah, yeah okay. like cooking oil so that's one thing that popped into my head another is there are a lot of very harsh chemicals people are putting on their face on a daily basis because we're living through a crazy time of skincare where everyone thinks they're a chemist and is putting you know 12 step skincare routines and like what kind of what kind of chemicals well i mean this is a divisive one because i've got lots of friends who would swear by this but for example retinol is a very popular um anti-aging chemical and i'm i don't know what i'm talking about but like instinctively i i wouldn't use retinol i've got very sensitive skin it makes you insanely sensitive to the sun right um but it's not i'm sure retinol has its benefits but i'm just saying that people are using it in conjunction with other chemicals that they don't understand how they work together. And I've read like multiple interviews with dermatologists who who have clients coming in with literal blisters on their face because they've mixed up a cocktail of things thinking, oh, this is for my skin, this is skincare, this is skincare. And they're just kind of literally burning off their skin. What else? I don't know, the various surgeries people are doing and injecting into their skin. I just think there's a lot that... We're still doing. It's not as crazy as putting deadly nightshade in your eyes. We don't know. We don't necessarily maybe know until how bad it exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like in two hundred years, what are we doing now that we'll look back on and go, "Gee whiz." Yeah. That's kind of. I mean, I, <laughs> you know, was, people are wearing UGG boots for God's sake. Yeah, God's sake. Say, Gigi Hadid, Bella Hadid, Bella Hadid. Yolanda Hadid, Rihanna. Yeah. Hadid. Well, you remembered, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that is... That was lovely. Really yeah, that was very, very interesting. Yeah, really interesting. Thank you for listening to episode V of A is 4. Join us next time when we'll be waxing lyrical about wax, wittering on about waitressing and warding off witches. A is four, A is four, A is four, A is four.